Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode 80. And today we have Danielle Byard Jackson as our guest. She is the founder of Tell Public Communications. Danielle will be discussing ways in which female entrepreneurs can be their own publicists. As an expert in the area of public relations, Danielle will be sharing lots of nuggets on how to get eyes on your brand. We are excited to have you, Danielle, and to learn more about your line of work. Welcome. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah, we are too. I mean, it's it's always uh, an interesting thing for entrepreneurs, like how, you know, you want to launch a business, you want to get started, but it's like, how do I get people to know who I am, recognize my brand, know what I'm doing? And and it's one of the toughest things that we face as entrepreneurs, I believe, I mean, when you're first starting your business. Definitely. I think it's something that a lot of us, you know, I, I love to see more, you know, women coming into entrepreneurship, but then the challenge becomes, okay, how do I get more attention for my business? So this is definitely an important conversation to have. Definitely. So we're very happy to have you. And before we get started with all the talking, we always like to have a good flow <laughs> in the conversation. We always go off topic sometimes because we, we just kind of feed off of each other. But before we get talking about your line of work, tell us a bit about your background, your upbringing, you know, where are you from, born, all that good stuff. I'm here in sunny Tampa, Florida. You know, I even had like my long sleeve on today. It started out being 60 and now it's like 80 and I did not plan for that. Um, but I love living in Tampa. It's growing so quickly and it's a big business hub, which I don't think people realize. Um, but when I started my career, I was actually a high school English teacher for six years and um, education just got to be, you know, a little crazy the way things have changed. And I thought, well, I got to get into something where my skills transfer. And a lot of teachers, we feel like teaching is all I can do. This is all I can do. So I really had that struggle with, you know, finding my identity and more than teaching. But then I thought, well, hold on, you know, public relations, there's reading, there's writing, there's people. And so I got into that and I was actually working with a national, um, company for about a year and a half. Uh, but then I went on maternity leave and three weeks into maternity leave, the chief of staff called and he said, I'm so sorry to do this to you while you're on maternity leave, but we're actually going to terminate our entire internal PR department because they wanted to outsource to the big guys, you know? Whoa, and so, you know, yes, yes. So I, I, I had my tears. My husband came home. I told him we prayed on the living room floor, you know, Lord, I don't know what's next, but you know, I trust that you got me. And that was when I was like, okay, well, you know, you always joke about, you know, starting your own thing. One day I'm going to quit. I'm going to do my own thing. And that was the fire I needed. And it was like, well, I guess we'll do it now. And so since then, it's been two years now. And since that moment, now I've had my own business and it's been a really great journey. So it was a blessing in disguise. You know, we have to be happy for those blessings in disguise. My story is very similar to yours, Danielle. I was actually ready co to come back from maternity leave, and my boss called me in for a meeting so he can prep for me to be back. And the news were delivered where it's like, hey, by the way, your your position no longer exists. And it's one of those things where it's definitely a, a blessing in disguise because that's when we started the launch, like, you know what, let's do it. Level up is something we need to do. So I totally understand how sometimes it's moments like those that really say, then put you in that moment where you're like, I need to do this. If, the, if there's no other time, it's the now. It's now where I really need to, you know, bunker down and get it done. I, I mean, you mentioned going from teaching 
into PR, the, 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 you know, the reading, the writing goes into that. What other specifically, you know, called your name into the PR field? You know, I actually had, I believed what a lot of people believe about PR, which like you imagine the woman with like the high heels, like walking down New York city on the cell phone. And she's like making calls and it's very like glamorous where you represent a celebrity on the red carpet and you're like, all right, everybody move out the way. She's coming through. So I believed all that. And I thought like, I can do that. And it's so funny because now that I'm in it, I see that like, oh, 80% of the job is writing. We're writing releases. We're writing pitches. We're writing, you know, and that's not very sexy. Or if we are pitching a reporter, you know, people have the image of us in the studio or something like that. And, you know, we recently just got a, you know, front page feature and I pitched that story in my pajamas on the couch eating Cheetos, (laughs) you know? So, uh, super sexy girl, super sexy girl, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and so uh so I believe that imagery wanted to get into it for those reasons, but now that I see the behind the scenes I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was attracted based on like the allure and the image. Um but it's not really glamorous all the time, but I'm okay with it because we meet people, we get to do cool things, we get to see small business owners who get more shine for themselves and we see how it translates into dollars or opportunities. So it's really cool in that way to be able to see how powerful it can be for small business owners. From there, you were starting with a national company and you were attracted to this glamour. You understand it's a lot of hard work, but what prompted you just to be like, I want to be my own boss. I want to be an entrepreneur. I can do this on my own. And what prompted you to start tell public relations and what was that process like for you and how did you get there? I was, you know, the woman in the conference room when I was working for the national company. And, you know, I know my credentials and abilities, but, you know, the only, you know, black person at the table and, you know, I'm being told to take notes or can you run these copies really quick before we start? And it's like, okay, you know, so it's, it's all the things as a woman, of course, I want to be a team player. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to push back. But at the same time, I'm like, but they knew I can do more than that. Right. You know? And so um, one critical moment when I knew, oh, I'm going to have to do something on my own is, two of the men in the room were talking about how one guy wasn't going to be able to go and and meet this journalist. And I'm sitting right there and they were like, I don't know, like who can we send if he can't make it? Like, Oh, how are we going to do this? And it's like, well, I don't know. And so one guy was like, I mean, Danielle can easily do that. And the boss was like, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think she's up for that? And I'm sitting right there like, okay. So you are watching this happen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you know, as, as women, you know, you're, you're trying to, be polite because then if you stand up for yourself, then are you being bossy? And you're, so I had all those things, but that was my moment of like, okay, I'm tired of praying that somebody sees potential in me and they will give me a chance. And it just was so frustrating. And so uh, that was one of my moments of like, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do this on our own. And so, you know, our agency, we say that we represent underrepresented groups. So we specifically work with women and we say we're an inclusive agency. So we'll work with anyone, but specifically women of color, because, you know, our needs are really unique and the stereotypes we face when we're trying to put ourselves out there, we have to consider things that, you know, know, white led businesses don't have to. And so it's nice to have somebody represent you who's aware and we can have those conversations, you know? Um, so that's, since I felt so stifled in that way, we're leading with it. And it's funny because when I said that that was going to be our focus, you know, you have friends and family who mean well, but they're like, are you sure you just want to work with women? Like you don't want to limit yourself. You know, are you sure you want to like 
really get with specific with like brown women because you might, you know, there's other opportunities. And so we had those moments of like, gosh, am I selling myself oh, short? Mm-hmm. But it's like, and, and we all hear people say like, oh, niche down. But it's true because what ends up happening is you go and tell your friends about like, oh, I found somebody who really gets us. And so there's no shortage of clients that has not been a problem. So it's really nice to be able to be in a space where you can advocate for yourself and, and make your own rules. Everything that you're saying, Danielle, like it totally resonates. Like me, I, when I was working at a, at a law firm, I felt the same thing sometimes sitting at the table and just like, how do I bring this up? And just feeling it deep in my gut, just feeling nervous to bring things up. Like I can do that, but like, oh, are they going to say yes? Are they going to say no? Just so that culture definitely, definitely uh, resonates. So thank you for, for found, uh, for creating this company because we all need it. And like you said, it's not until we're in those shoes that we get why, you know, this um, agency is needed. And speaking about, you know, being your own publicist, why do you think it's like, why do you think we struggle so much, especially as women of, of color to bring attention to our businesses? Why do you think that happens? Oh my goodness. That's such a good question. So I think it's a couple things. One, I think it's a little bit of cultural conditioning that it's not ladylike to brag about yourself. And so we see getting attention for ourselves as like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to look like I'm into myself and I don't want to, and we have to disassociate talking about your strengths as being into yourself or being unattractive. Because if you don't show us what cool things you have going on, how are we supposed to know? You know, even people who are like, oh, well, I have word of mouth. So, you know, that'll take care of it. But I always say, if we're not putting the right words in people's mouths to go and talk about us, it's not effective because they could be saying, I don't even know what you're saying about my business. It could not be right. So we have to lean into highlighting the great things we do. Um, so I, I think some of it's cultural and feeling like we're, we're being unattractive uh, or braggy if we talk about ourselves. Um, I think it's also important because, you know, women of color, specifically, you know, um, Latino businesses, you know, I saw something that said that over the past 10 years, they've grown their businesses by like more than 30%. Like it's insane growth. But I always say, I think it's great that we see such growth, but now the challenge is to keep the doors open. And I think the saddest thing is to see businesses close because people simply didn't know they existed. And so, you know, not to sound like a hater, but I always say, you know, to my clients, you know, there's somebody who's at your competition, their quality, their product is not as quality. Their service can't touch yours, but they are staying open because they talk about themselves. They partner with people. They put themselves out there and you're over here trying to be quote unquote humble and like, oh, I don't want to bring attention, but you have people who aren't as great as you or doing great work who are getting more shine. And so, you know, we, we've got to kind of advocate for ourselves to keep our doors open and for people to see the value that we bring to our communities. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a challenge. I know for myself, I feel that sometimes and I'm getting more comfortable with it. But I for sure when I'm going to go, I'm going to post something, or I want to go live or create a story um, in Level Up Latina, I always think like, is this too like cheesy? And what are people going to think like this crazy lady? What is she doing? Why is she singing? Why is she doing that? But that's my personality. So slowly but surely, I'm getting there with like showing that like, you know, Beto and Irene will tell you that I'm comfortable with my own circle. But when it comes when with like social media, I'm just like, oh, it's, it's taken a lot in, in a year and a half into it. Now I'm more relaxed and I'm more uh, open to like, oh, you know what? I'm thinking this, let me put that on, on social media so people can see that, but it's definitely a challenge. And I think for sure it's, it's a cultural thing. 
So what's your advice? Like what, how should we start thinking as our own publicists within our business? Okay. So for women listening, get a pen and paper girl, because we are going to bullet point it. So, you know, a publicist's whole role is to get more shine for you. So we're always seeing opportunities like, Oh, why don't, why don't you talk to this person? Talk to this person. So there are things that you can do for yourself. So I'm going to walk you through. So the first is I made up this acronym. It's called heck pitch the heck out of your business. And it's funny because when I first started, I had a male business partner and he was like, he kind of thought it was corny. And I was like, I know it's corny, but at least you won't forget it. So we say pitching the heck out of your business, but each letter stands for a different thing that you can do to get attention for yourself. Uh, So the first, the H stands for holidays. So leveraging holidays. Now we know the big ones. So for example, at the time of this recording, Christmas is coming up. We know we have some kind of offer. Yeah. But that's a highly competitive holiday. I'm talking about those corny, cheesy little holidays that people like to celebrate, like National Sunglasses Day, National Plant Lovers Day, which are so silly, but they work because we want any occasion to celebrate, especially now during COVID, we need something to look forward to. So I just read something that said um, people were ordering Christmas lights much earlier, like September, because we are anxious to like celebrate. We need yes. something positive. You know, we, we, yes. we need something. And so why not capitalize on those days? So there are two websites I really love. One is called National Today. Dot com. The other is called holidayinsights.com. And it lets you know all the days, weeks, and monthly observances that are happening. Now, surely some publicists somewhere created half of those days. Like they're ridiculous. But I say go and find the ones that are super relevant to what you do and find a way to capitalize on them. So, you know, I always tell them if you don't believe me, you know, we had a local Italian restaurant here in Tampa and people do this all the time. They called the the local news station and said, hey, January 9th, I think uh, is National Pasta Day. We'd love to invite you to our restaurant, come behind the scenes. We want to show you how we make pasta. The news station was like, that's great. You know, so this is where some of us like slap our heads and we're like, really, that's it? Yes, that's it. But think about it, you know, for viewers, that's interesting. It's very visual. We like to see behind the scenes and it's suddenly relevant just because there's a holiday. If they just randomly in in the middle of the summer said, oh, come let us show you how to make pasta, it's, it's random. But if you're like, oh, because it's National Pasta Day, Oh, well, then it makes sense. We have to go. They got their names flashed across the TV, the name of the restaurant on TV. They can save that, put it on social. They can save that, put it on their website as seen on. But because they're taking advantage of these opportunities to celebrate and bring attention to yourself. So, of course, the challenge becomes, you know, well, what are you going to do to celebrate that day? That's where you got to get creative. But those are opportunities. So I like to say, you know, we don't have to think too hard. What are some fun holidays you can use to bring attention to yourself? Um, because that could be one way to, you know, get some shine. Uh, the E in the pitch the heck out of your business stands for expertise. So how can you leverage your expertise? Now, this one's tricky and we have a, a whole course on how to get media coverage coming up. But, um, you know, I like to say, look for the trends that are happening in your industry and how can you jump in on the conversation? So a mistake I see women make a lot is we want people to talk about us and we're trying to force ourselves into the conversation. Talk about my business. But we need to take the approach of listening. What are people already talking about? And then how do I get in on that? So I like to say, you know, you go on Google, you know, typically we type things in and we see what comes up, but I challenge you to take one or two keywords related to your business, type into Google and then go to Google news. We don't, we don't normally use that one. We use like Google images maybe, but filter through Google news. And what this does is it pulls up all the things that have been deemed as newsworthy in the past like two hours 
about your industry. So those are clues as to like, well, what's the news saying is interesting. What are people talking about on Twitter right now regarding my industry? If I'm in fashion and I'm looking up fashion, what are the headlines for fashion? Can I jump in on that and, and speak to that? So kind of staying in the know with trends allows you to jump in and be a part of the conversation, but that's how to get attention, not just making people talk about you, but listening to what they're already talking about. So that's kind of using your expertise. What are the trends? And then jumping in to lend your commentary on that subject as an expert. Um, next, the C stands for cause or charity. So it's proven and actually went up during COVID, but it's proven that people want to align themselves with businesses that have a strong cause. It's saying that uh, it's, I think the most recent thing I read said that 66% of people expect you to not just like, it would be nice. They expect you to have some kind of cause that you are open about. Well, that's a way to get attention for yourself. So I know for some people that sounds bad, like, oh, get a cause and you'll get attention for yourself. But it is one way to get more visibility. So what are the causes that make sense to partner with? So if I'm in um, retail, we might take up a cause on making sure um, clothes are um, made in an ethical way. Or if I'm in the hospitality industry restaurant, then my cause might be um, combating hunger. So I align with a, a charity that, you know, combats hunger. But what can you do that's charitable? Because that's another way to get in the forefront. Why? Because the news likes feel good stories. They like to see people helping people. And that is very interesting. You know, let's say it's, you know, Mother's Day is coming up and you are a hairstylist. Can you do something where you give a free makeover to two moms who are really deserving? Well, gosh, that combines two things in one. It combines a holiday, which we talked about earlier. Now it makes you relevant and it combines a cause. You're doing something nice for somebody else. Um, and then also a little bonus is it's very visual. And so whenever you can show people like a transformation or something cool on screen, they're more likely to cover it because you're giving them a visual as well. So having some kind of cause or charity that you you help um, can be a way to get attention for yourself. I remember when uh, this summer, I jokingly call it Black Lives Summer because people were very interested this summer. And I'm like, where have you been in my right. whole life? But okay. Right. Uh, you know, people were saying, hey, I want to help. I want to help black owned business owners. There was a gentleman here in Tampa and he's very talented, but you know, he got attention as a photographer just because he said, you know what? I want to make sure that, you know, black people um, have opportunities. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer free headshots to black people who are looking for a job because your headshot shouldn't stand in the way of you having a job opportunity. That's it. He was giving awesome. free headshots. He was on three stations that week and it was like, wow. But again, because it's charitable, Mm -hmm. And timely, people were talking about Black-owned businesses. That was the conversation. So he jumped in on what people are already talking about. And that's one way to kind of get attention. And finally, the K and pitch the heck out of your business stands for keep it local. So I know we all want national news. You know, sometimes I laugh because we'll bring clients on and they're like, okay, so how do I get on the Today Show? And I'm like, whoa, slow down, sweetie. Okay. You know, but the reason those national producers take attention to you is because you started to make a little buzz in your own city and then in your region. And then they're like, okay, you've proven that people buy in, you're interesting, you can get a little news attention. So it starts there. And I know we all want to go big. So the K for keep it local means watch what is happening nationally and then jump in and talk about how it's impacting your neighborhood. So for example, just so you know, anything that happens 
nationally, local producers are saying, oh, we need somebody to speak to that. They want to do the story themselves, but they have to talk about how it's impacting Miami or Tampa specifically, wherever you are. So we had a client who was a women's coach. And um, one morning we were watching a, a, a national station and they were like, this just in burnout has been um diagnosis, like an official diagnosis. Like now it's like an official medical thing. If you have burnout called her up and we're like, listen, can you speak to three ways employers can avoid burning out their employees? Or can you speak to three ways to avoid being burned out? And she was like, yeah, I got you. We took that pitch and we pitched it to local stations and they were like, absolutely. We have to have her on. And she was on multiple stations. Now it helps that she performs well and she knows her stuff, but it's because we knew whatever happens on the big stage, all the little stages are about to follow. So you might as well skip ahead and look at what are they talking about globally, nationally, and then skip ahead and be the local person who can talk to how that thing is impacting your city. Um, I'll end with this example. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that show on Netflix. It was like um, uh, the lady Marie Kondo. She was having people like throw out things in yes. their house. That yes. was huge. That was, I was like, I'm not watching this because I want all my stuff. Okay. I need my things. But people were like, I need, <laughs> to, like you know, I need to purge and get rid of this stuff. And so, you know, I, you know, um, do like a clothing rental uh, here at this place here in Tampa. And so I was just talking to the girl who works there and I was like, um, she was like, yeah, we've been really overloaded since that show came on Netflix. I was like, what do you mean? She said, well, everybody's getting rid of their stuff. So we have all these people who want to donate. We have to turn them away. And I called some other station, um, thrift stores around town and they said they're, they're doing the same thing. We have to tell people like, no, we can't take any more because of the show. <laughs> so immediately it was like, oh, that's a news opportunity for her. Now I was too late on that when I called the station and was like, hey, listen, I don't know if you've heard, but this big thing that's happening nationally, this show having people throw their stuff out. I have somebody here local in Tampa who can talk about how that trend is happening right here in our neighborhood. But they were like, we actually just did the story. So somebody beat us to it, but it just proved that like, that's how it works. So if you can train yourself to see what people are talking about nationally, and as soon as it breaks, can you be talking about how it's affecting your city? Like you be the voice, the expert to speak to that, you're golden. So these are just, I mean, there are several other ways, but these are four quick ways to start training your brain, training your eyes to see opportunities to get in on a larger conversation and make yourself relevant. <laughs> I love it. Heck, we can't, we will not forget it. Holidays, expertise, cause slash charity, or keeping it local, actually, and keeping it local. You've taught us, heck, that's the tip of the day. Can you feel us like on the edge of our seat, like listening to you? This is fantastic and so simple. You, you know, you think you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's been what I've been seeing. Duh, professionals like Danielle understand this. And then you wonder sometimes why it's not working for you because those simple things are often the things we do not use and we don't follow strategy. So thank you for that tip of the day. To give our listeners more context, Danielle has placed PR guests on the Today Show, NBC News, Refinery 21, and Latina Magazine, to name a few. So she knows what she's talking about, even though she said you got to start local. It sounds to me that people are on the Today Show working with her, NBC News working with her. So tell us a little more about the clients you work with. 
Yeah. So we, so we started out saying like, we want to help the little guy and we still do, but of course word gets around and people are like, okay, can you represent me? And so, you know, right now we have, um, you know, everybody from, we have a, a fitness trainer who's based in Australia and she's really big on uh, YouTube. Her name is Gina B and she was an ex ballroom dancer turned fitness trainer. So our job, we just signed on with her, but our job is to get her get more people talking about her. She's already got all the good stuff going on, but you align with the publicist to spot new opportunities. So she is one. And we have um, two black filmmakers who we represent. They're called To Be Us Productions. And they have an award-winning documentary about what it's like to work while black and the racism we faced in the workplace. So we have a range. Uh, a lot of times you have, you know, if, if somebody listening is thinking about PR, it's up to you. You have some agencies who are specific to an industry. So they'll say, oh, we do beauty PR and they know that industry in and out. And that might be a good fit, but we don't really specify on a particular industry, um, which some people like, some people don't, but I feel like it gives us some range. Um, I did have somebody once who was in fashion and she was asking us to do these very specific things. And I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know that we can deliver that. Like she wanted us to get her meetings with all these buyers. And I was like, Oh, that's not really, you know, our, our, our network. And she could appreciate that. I said that. Um, so if you want somebody industry specific, that's different. Um, ours are like, Hey, I just need somebody to give me out of the box ideas to get some shine. And so, you know, we do that because a lot of it's relevant to different, you know, industries. It's the same concept. Um, and also sometimes it helps to have somebody outside your industry represent you because they're bringing new ideas. They, they're not adhering to what we're supposed to do. They're trying new things. So our clients range different industries. Um, and we're noticing that, you know, podcasts are really hot right now. It used to be, I want to be on TV and people still want to, because that is, you know, that's huge. If you're on TV, that's, it's, it's a very competitive space. So if you get a placement there, it's huge. Um, but right now we're seeing a big request is I want to get on podcasts. Um, we actually literally two days ago just dropped a course called how to get booked for podcast interviews on 2021 um, because the listeners are very engaged. They're ready to buy more and more people are listening. Um, so podcasts have been a big request and they're a great way to get some opportunities and uh, collaborations with, you know, bloggers. Uh, one thing I want to make very clear is a lot of people think of PR and they think of like a glossy magazine cover and I've seen people get really big press and it did not translate to a bunch of book sales and a bunch of money and then they're like what the heck well what else interesting are you doing so if you're praying that oh if I just get that big you know guest feature with Oprah I'll be set well actually if you do get a guest feature with Oprah you will be set what you say I'm gonna be on is me and Oprah So I take that one back. If you get with Oprah, you are set. But a lot of times we're like, oh, if I just get this dream placement, I'll get so much money. I'll be so famous. And I have seen that not come to fruition. So it doesn't just mean the shiny stuff, but sometimes the stuff that's on the ground, we've had people have great success in getting YouTube subscribers and um, followers and clients because they collaborated with different bloggers. Hey, would you mind mentioning my brand in an exchange? I can do this or, Hey, let's do a, a virtual summit together. Let's host a summit all together. And that way we're, we're going to leverage our networks with each other and get email subscribers. That's the stuff behind the scenes. That's not getting the front cover of a magazine but it's working and getting new eyes on your business. PR is all that stuff. The front of the camera and behind the camera um, is all of that. So our, our clients range a bunch of different industries and it's been nice because it allows us to try our hand at a lot of different creative things. I love this. Your energy, your 
obvious expertise is just getting me so fired up. You are quite possibly one of my favorite guests because you're giving such practical, true advice that then creates a space where we're not overwhelmed. Because as much as you said PR is this fancy, glitzy, New York, you know, the red carpet or whatever we may, we may imagine, a lot of folks listening could be thinking that. Like they could absolutely be thinking not only is the profession a bit overwhelming, but the space just doing your PR, but you are giving us that confidence to know that we can either start simple or we can work with you to have this expertise fuel us. And then we can make better decisions for our business. You brought up the podcast and just that space. And this happened to us over uh, Latinx heritage month, you know, iTunes featured us and it was huge for us, our little baby, our labor of love. And you're right. We then started to mention, you know, as featured on the podcast and more folks and we got a really cool badge on our Podbean platform for all the downloads and then just recently Spotify did their whole you know your top 2020 who are you listening to and Danielle was beautiful the influx of people that listed us as their podcast they're listening to like they're talking that's amazing they share it on Spotify we're resharing and and we're over here haphazardly doing these these things that you're telling us are a science and that's why we need support from actual PR professionals like you because it does happen before you know what you're doing the things that are actually smart to grow your business and not just sort of shooting in the dark as they say but i wanted to say one more thing about the podcast you have a podcast it's called the tell me in 10 and so i want you to tell me specifically more about your podcast yeah so tell me in 10 really came from my personal attitude toward podcasts, I'm a podcast fan. I love them. I love the ones that kind of like they have a conversation and the ones that give tips, but a lot of times I can't finish them or I, I started on my commute and I never went back at, you know, and so I'm really big on get to the point. Um, my husband doesn't like that. Cause I'm like, what is it? Like what get to it, you know, but you know, it helps in other ways. And so on the podcast, tell me in 10, it's 10 minutes every Thursday. That's it. So we're giving you tips on how to get more eyes on your business, 10 minutes or less. And at the end, we give you homework because I know a lot of times we're like, oh, okay, this was good, but ah, where do I start? So I make it easy. Now, again, that could be from the teacher background, but we'll give you the tips. And then we say, all right, ladies, your homework today is to go to your website and update this page to say this, that's your homework. Boom. So it's done for you. So that's been really fun. And we've been able to have some really cool guests, you know, come on and lend their inside. I don't know everything, um, but it's been really fun. And, and um, one trick about podcasts too, if anybody's in the market to start, there's even starting one as you ladies see is good for your visibility as well, because you can leverage that. You can uh, have some clout to invite somebody on who you otherwise wouldn't be connected with. But you can say, Hey, be a guest. And now you're talking for an hour. So podcasts, I mean, and you ladies are seeing it's cool to see how much growth you guys are having and how much shine you're getting so you are evidence of what i'm saying but podcasts are really hot right now and then yes one opportunity tends to lead to another to another and people are like oh i heard you on this podcast can you come speak at my thing and it's just a machine so um so for women who are listening and they're like i don't know where to start it really is just one little thing and then and trusting that will materialize into new opportunities for you Absolutely. I love that idea. Tell me intent. I agree with you. My husband also says, can I finish my story? And I'm like, get to the point. Tell me intent. And I love that you give homework. It's back to being practical, the doing part. We can learn, 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 learn. But if we don't do, and I think it's that thinking brain, like, what's the point? Tell me what the bottom line is. What do I have to do? What do I have to turn in? Right. But thank you for that gem that in 10 minutes on a Thursday, you can, you know, learn something and be consistent with it. If you're creating a podcast, our secret has been the consistency. 
Your mm-hmm. listeners are trusting you. You can't go away. They're enjoying you. They like you. And then suddenly no episodes. Like we've been so consistent. Who doesn't have 10 minutes? Who doesn't have 10 <laughs> minutes to listen to a consistent podcast? It's sort of a really great formula. Who doesn't have 10 minutes? I'm like, I can tell you. <laughs> Latina owned businesses are growing at such a fast pace. And we're so proud of that. When's at the supermarket today? I see AOC on the cover of Vanity Fair. I mean, I'm just like, wow, my mind is blown. The point is that we're getting this exposure and we're growing and it's such a fast pace, but it's not enough. Like sometimes it feels like, what more can we do? How more do we do this? How do we become more intentionally visible in this space? You know, you're helping people of color, which is so completely wonderful to us because that's us. And that's how we were started. We have a niche, Level Up Latina. And we knew that helping the Latina elevates everybody, so to speak, in a way, because mm-hmm. we're really, when it comes to that wage gap, we're here at the bottom and we want to push us all up. But how do we get more visibility? How do we continue from your PR perspective to grow our businesses at this pace? I would say sometimes the, the statistics can be encouraging or discouraging. So if you're seeing things about, you know, certain groups being at the bottom here or there, it can be discouraging. But I say, you know, try to see that as opportunity. And, you know, I, I joke that, you know, sometimes I'm driven by anger and that's been a good thing. You know, look around. What is a pet peeve about how your competition is moving, about how other groups are are doing what they do and leverage that? What are you like? Oh, my God, they, I hate when people do this and they get this wrong and business great. Use that. Use that fuel to make your business responsive to people's needs or you hate slow customer service. So great. So that's something that you guys really put your effort in because that differentiates you and you know how that feels. Um, So really leveraging the things that make you different and to collaborate. You guys are, again, a beautiful example of that. But you know, I know that we like to say that and that's popular in social media, like collaboration over competition, but it really is the key to getting seen. Sometimes we have success because we will pitch clients with other people. We'll say like, hey, if we have a client who's um, like, for example, our filmmakers, we'll say like, oh, you know, why don't you do a a blog post about, you know, the top 10 films that you haven't seen yet and make our clients one of them. We're not faced by nine other people being on there. At least they're on there and you rise together. And so it can feel very burdensome trying to do this by yourself, but can you get with other women in your same space, serving your same niche and be like, okay, how can we, how can we serve? Where do I see a gap? Oh, nobody's doing this. Let's work together to go meet that need and fill that gap. Um, And you guys are literally the perfect example of that. But I would encourage anybody listening, like, how do I get ahead? Look around, put your head on a swivel and see who could you collaborate with where you guys have very complimentary spaces and do some things together. People love events. They love virtual events. They love, you know, we're, we're starting to find ways to make them very innovative so they don't feel like, oh, another virtual event. People are finding ways to be creative. But um, how can you work with the people around you to fulfill your shared cause? I really think that would be the key. That's wonderful advice. Collab, collab, collab. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You look about 10 minutes from this point in your life, but we like to ask guests, you know, <laughs> what would you tell your 25-year-old self? What is the advice you would give? Because we over here, we look back and we think, gosh, there's a lot of things I could have, you know, saved time on if I would have told this to my 25-year-old self. So you give us that advice. So many things. But I guess um, if I could just like drop a letter to my 25 year old self, I, I think I would tell her, um, 
the setbacks are all going to be a part of your story. And I think that's so hard to believe when, whether it's a breakup or a job loss, I think it's like so devastating. And so maybe to hear your future self say, actually, that's going to work for you. I think maybe that's the reassurance I would give her. That's beautiful. You know, it's often the case. It's often the case when setbacks end up being such a huge blessing and it's so hard to go through it, Danielle. It's so hard. And you, yeah, you throw that tantrum and you question that higher power that's always truly looking out for you. You're in that living room floor and you're praying. Like you said, you know, you had some hardships, you turn around and it ends up being the best thing, right? So keep that in mind, especially listeners listening to that right now. If you're going through some hardship, especially when you're feeling like everybody else around you has it figured out. Truth is we don't and we all need each other and let's collab to keep it going. So we're just about to finish this episode and it is way too short. We, we want to have you back. But before we go, we have to always slip that in and ask you, how else can our listeners find you? They're going to start listening to Tell Me in 10. I know that. But what else? We're on Instagram at Tell Public Relations and our website is Tell Public Relations. So uh, we try to be big on generating content. We call ourselves an education-based agency. It's very uh, normal in the PR industry to be mysterious about your pricing and what you do and we don't talk about what we're doing and we play our cards close to our chest but we like to lead with like here are three tips on how to do this yourself and here's a way that you can here's a hack for you so uh, i think women follow us mostly for that a lot of free tips so that's you know on instagram at telepublic relations or the website telepublicrelations.com wonderful and thank you for being so generous and adding value to people's lives and not being so mysterious in this pr space my partners here my beauties anything else feeling you on the whole like you know where she's at and what she's doing and as latinas and it's just women of color and i i haven't met many black women or women of color in pr industry so i'm just like danielle you are like it, it really i'm like not only is she brave like she knows what she's doing she knows what she's talking about and it wasn't like she had hesitation to be like nah man like i don't belong there it was more like i know what i can do i know what my skills are my strengths and yeah PR seems like that's my thing. And she went for it and she knew she she had an idea of what her niche was going to be and didn't question it. And I feel that we need a little bit more of that, more courage. So I just want to be like, damn, Danielle, like that that is legit. That is so awesome. It's inspiring. It's motivational just for women out there that are considering. I mean, we've had that part of like some of our, we've asked guests before, like, you know what, you know, what was it like being the first or being a, a, a black woman or a Latina to be, to do this? And, and it, it seemed like it wasn't even an issue. It wasn't something to consider like, well, what would it be like to be this? So it's like, you owned it, you knew what it was. And there was no like, it's not the field that I should be in because we see it and it's been such a glamorized, but it's always been, you know, white males, white women, a very, you know, white kind of culture thing. And I just loved it. How you just like, I'm dominating. I'm doing my thing. I know what I can do. And there was like, no doubt. And that really, for me was legit inspiring for real. So I was just like, yes, yes. And then my mute didn't work. I was like, ah, come on. I want to bring her props for this. You know? <laughs> no, I'm so glad. Yeah. 8% of people in PR are black. 8%. And so it's just like, it's so crazy. But then when you see how many businesses are, are run by women of color and it's like, wait a second, they need representation too. You know, so there's definitely discrimination even in our industry. I was talking to uh, one girl who's telling me that, you know, she sometimes puts a picture of her dog in her signature instead of herself, because she knows that for some people showing her brown face, is that going to cost her clients? Cause you reach out for your client, but are they going to look at a, a black woman and you're like, 
oh, mm, we won't get back to them. Or, oh, so it's like the fact that like, that's crazy. And we all know that to be true, but that's crazy. But it's like the games we have to play or people being like, oh, you're a black publicist. So like you do like, you know, like black things. And it's like, Mm-hmm. I mean, like my brain can help you too, but whatever, <laughs> you know, so, and I know I'm not telling you guys anything new. So, um, so yeah, I think the things that make us different, we just have to like see them as strengths because they really are. And there's somebody who's waiting for you to come serve them and they want to see themselves in somebody. And so they, there's somebody across the country who needs you to lean into you because they've been waiting for you. You just got to show up. So I'm glad that resonates. I, I think I, I feel the same way about seeing women out yeah. here who are owning what makes them different. It's Thank important. you. Love this episode. I was like taking notes, especially when you were talking about heck and I, I was like subscribing to your podcast. I'm like, I need to like, this needs to be on my calendar on Thursday. So thank you for that. I, I, I'm really excited to be, to, to be tuning in. I'm so glad. Yeah, definitely give us a listen. And we're very, you know, we try to be audience responsive because, you know, a lot of times we think we know what people want. And so we're like, what do, what do you guys want to hear? What are you, what are your questions? So um, I always say, if you have ideas, we're all ears because we want the content to be relevant. Absolutely. We love to end our episodes with let's keep the conversation going and always reminding our listeners how to find us and send those questions in. And that's the moment that we're at right now. So if you have enjoyed Danielle as much as the three of us new fans have, please let us know, share that with us, you know, share this episode on Instagram, email us your questions for Danielle. Like we're, we're going to be collaborating. This is just a beginning for us. So please email us. Our email is admin at leveluplatina.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at leveluplatina. You can also tweet or reshare something. Send that our way. Our handle is at latina underscore up. So that's how to find us, how to ask us more about Danielle. It's been a pleasure having you today. Thank you for giving us this part of your weekend. We record these on the weekend. And so thank you for giving us that time. Good luck with your two-year-old who's home right now with you. And look at her face. She's like, yeah, we're going to go into that space next. You have been a complete joy. Keep doing what you do. Please let us know how we can be in service and how we can help. We love that mind of yours that is in service as a teacher and educating. It just empowers us to learn, empowers us. So thank you for all of your expertise and everything you taught us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, mujeres. Love yeah. you. Thank you. Heck yeah. We're going to heck the heck out of this. Oh, heck. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> all right. And-